When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Sailing the East podcast. I'm Balin Musitz, and I'm hosting this episode solo today, as my co-host Mike cannot make it. This is our podcast about sailing the East Coast of the United States. In some episodes, we will focus on passages and destinations. In other episodes, we will talk about boats, equipment, and techniques. And when we come across an interesting individual, We'll try to get them to be a guest on the show. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the new anchor chain I purchased and installed on Paradox, our 2009 Hunter 45 Dexalon. When we purchased her back in the fall of 2020, she came with 25 feet of anchor chain and 200 feet of 5.8 three-strand nylon road. I wanted to get a bit more anchor chain, as I feel we need more than 25 feet. As you know, anchor chain and the length of the chain you have is very important in making your anchor work effectively. If the chain is too short, you're pulling up on the anchor at an angle because the whole purpose of the chain is to make the pull on the anchor much more horizontal. And it's the weight of the chain, uh, and the heavier the chain and the longer the chain, then the more horizontally you're pulling on the anchor and the more effective it is. If you don't have a sufficient amount of chain, or if you have no chain at all, then of course the, the anchor uh, line will be pulling up on the anchor at some angle, and it will make the uh, anchor less effective. And this is really important in high winds uh, when you really want to have a solid connection with the ground. So after doing some reading, and given the type of sailing we do, I decided on 100 feet of chain. Uh, We don't typically anchor out in storms. Uh, I don't go on long passages, so I can usually pick my weather windows well. And and quite frankly, if there's going to be any type of a blow, uh, I will do my best uh, to either get a a mooring ball or uh, to go into a marina. So I thought 100 feet uh, will, will be pretty good. And uh, the windlass I have uh, on the boat uh, that came with the boat is a Lumar V2. Uh, and it has both a chain gypsy and a drum on it. And, you know, the gypsy is the part of the anchor uh, windlass uh, that the chain actually wraps around. So they call it the gypsy, and that's the part on the windlass that the chain wraps around and it has these little indentations in it that the chain is supposed to fit into. And then when the gypsy turns, it either lets out more chain or it brings the chain in, depending upon the direction uh, that it's turning. Uh, now, the important part here is that the gypsy uh, must be matched to the size of the chain. 
or I should say the chain should be matched to the size of the gypsy because the uh, indentations uh, that are sort of cast or machined into the gypsy, uh, the links of the chain have to fit into there properly. Uh, and if it's not uh, properly sized, then you will wear out your gypsy prematurely or worse yet, it won't work. It'll skip uh, or it'll jam up on you. Uh, and on Lumar winches, uh, there's actually a code stamped into the gypsy um, that um, you can find. It's uh, If you spin it around, you'll be able to see it. Uh, and you can take that code and look it up, and it will tell you what size and type chain uh, the gypsy uh, is designed for. So the code on my gypsy is 002. Uh, so I, I got that code. I went to the Lumar website, and there they have a page uh, that lists all of the uh, anchor winches they make and the various different codes. And there they tell you what the proper chain is for that gypsy code. And the proper chain for 002 is either a 10 millimeter DIN 766. So 10 millimeter is the size of the chain and the DIN is a particular standard that it's manufactured to. Uh, or it said that uh, a 3 8 G4 chain also works. Uh, so those two chains uh, sizes are very similar in dimensions and either one will work with this gypsy. So I found that to be very interesting uh, because the chain that came with the boat uh, was 5 16th G4 and not 3 8 G4 uh, as uh, the Lumar website said. So that was a little puzzling to me. And I tried out the 5 16th chain, the one that came with the boat, uh, and it seemed to work okay. It worked in the windlass. Uh, now, I only deployed it once uh, last fall, um, and, you know, it seemed to work okay. It came in okay. It, it didn't didn't jam or anything. So that got me scratching my head. Uh, but the more and more research I did, uh, the more I came to the conclusion that the proper size is the 3 8 G4. Uh, 10 millimeter uh, chain is a little more difficult to get here in the States. Um, I only found it at one place and it was a, a bit expensive. And like I said before, if you get the wrong size chain, it may still work uh, but you can prematurely wear out your gypsy. Um, and, and that's not a good thing. I think a new gypsy for my windlass is about uh, close to $400. So it's, it's not something you want to replace um, by buying the wrong size anchor chain. So what I did was I ordered uh, the ACO brand. Uh, that's A-C-C-O brand of 3.8 G4 anchor chain from Defender. Uh, Defender is a great place that I have uh, found and actually been using them for many, many years. Uh, back when I was a teenager, uh, my father and I did some fiberglass work. Uh, we bought a, an old car uh, that was in an accident. Uh, well, it wasn't old. It was a 1970. We bought it in 1972, uh, but it was a Lotus uh, and it had a fiberglass body on it. And, and we bought all of the resin and fiberglass cloth, et cetera, from Defender uh, back in the 70s. And, and that's when I first kind of came across these guys because they sell all sorts of marine stuff. 
and and they used to be a big supplier of epoxy resins. And uh, so I've, I've known them for a long time. Uh, but they're a great place. They're located in Connecticut. Uh, and I have found that they consistently have the best prices. Um, and the other nice thing about them is they're sort of on the way to the boat. So they're sort of between where I keep the boat and where I live. Uh, I mean, it's actually about 45 minutes out of the way, but, you know, it's a three and a half hour trip if I go direct to the boat. So adding 45 minutes is not that big of a deal. Uh, and then, of course, I, I, I save on shipping. And when you're shipping 160 pounds of anchor chain, uh, that's a pretty significant amount of savings. So I placed my order online. Um, and with Defender, you can usually pick up the order the next day, or sometimes it might take them a day or two, uh, but they send you an email and, and let you know when it's ready. So that worked out just fine. I'm, I'm sure I could have just gone to the store and buy, bought the anchor chain right there, and they would have cut it to length for me because it, it is something uh, that they stock. Now, you know, in, in trying to sort through all this stuff, uh, it turns out there's lots of brands of anchor chain. And I tend to like to read forums. You know, there's several good forums around for sailors and cruisers and boaters. Um, and, uh, you know, they all talk about making sure you get high quality chain. And, you know, most of the people who, who write in some of those forums are oftentimes they're cruisers who are living on their boat full time. So they're anchored out for long periods of time. Uh, and high quality anchor chain is, is very important to them. And there's lots of stories in there where people have bought uh, off-brand uh, anchor chain. And, you know, a year later, or it's, it's all rusted. And, and these anchor chains are typically made out of steel, uh, and they're galvanized. Uh, and the galvanization is what keeps them from rusting. Um, and, uh, you know, there's actually some stories out there where after six months, the, the galvanization is all gone and, and, the, and the anchor chain is all rusting. And then when the chain starts to rust, then, of course, um, it, it starts to weaken. So you have to be careful about that. And, you know, even if you don't anchor out all the time, um, when you do anchor out and you pull up the chain, it goes into the anchor locker. It's covered with salt water. Uh, and that salty brine, you know, dampness sits there on the chain. Uh, and if you take, you know, a little bit of uh, water over your bow, if you're out in a little bit of rougher water and you get some splashes up there, that runs down into your anchor locker. I know my anchor locker is certainly not sealed very well. It's certainly not watertight or anything. Um, it does have a drain in it, of course, so it's, it's not going to fill up with water. Uh, but still, it's it's salty water that's down in there. So, I think you really want good galvanization, high-quality galvanization. And it, and it seems like ACO uh, is the brand that's made in the United States, and it's the brand that most people uh, talk as being a good, solid brand of uh, anchor chain. So that's what I ended up buying. Uh, now, if you want, of course, you can buy stainless steel anchor chain. Uh, and I've you know seen boats with stainless steel anchor chain. Uh, that'll last for a long, long, long time. Uh, you know, it doesn't rust. That works really well. Uh, but I'll tell you, uh, you know, uh, five-eighths, uh, or excuse me, three-eighths uh, anchor chain for the size that I need uh, is uh, in stainless steel is $19 a foot, 
whereas the ACO galvanized was $4.89 a foot. So uh, that's a significant uh, price differential. Uh, and I went with the galvanized chain. And uh, so that's, I think, what most people do. Uh, so now the interesting dilemma was uh, how am I going to get the anchor chain from the car uh, to the boat and then onto the boat? Uh, you know, 100 feet of 3 8 uh, anchor chain uh, weighs about uh, 160 pounds. So there's no way that I can pick up 160 pounds. Uh, so I, I came up with this idea of, of getting five three-gallon pails. Uh, excuse me, three five-gallon pails. Right, three five-gallon pails. You know, the kind of five-gallon pails that you can buy at uh, Home Depot or Lowe's. Uh, and then that way, I thought I could uh, put a third of the chain into each of the pails. And at the fender, they came out and helped me load it into the car. So what we did there was... We loaded about a third of the chain uh, into one pail and then, you know, another third into the other pail and another third into the last pail. Of course, the pails were connected because it's all one continuous chain. But this way, each pail weighed just over 50 pounds. Uh, and then when I got to the marina, I could lift each pail out of the car individually and load them into a cart. These are the typical carts they have at marinas for lugging your stuff around, and you know they can handle 160 pounds, no problem. And I roll them down the ramp and out the dock uh, to the boat. And my boat is tied up stern too, uh, so the the stern is next to the dock, and the bows, you know, out in the fairway, sticking out into the fairway. So uh, I and one of the reasons I dock that way is because I have a pass through transom. So I can step easily from the dock onto the boat, and I don't have to climb up the side of the boat uh, or anything like that. It's a, it's the a same height as the, as the dock, so that makes that very convenient. Uh, so I brought the three pails down in a cart, and then I was able, able to, you know, one by one, put each pail onto the boat. Uh, and then uh, slowly but surely, I sort of walked the pails uh, one at a time moved one five feet, then moved the next one five feet next to it, and then the, the one after that, the last pail next to the first two five feet, and then walked them up the side of the boat up to the bow. Um, and, and that, you know, kind of worked pretty well, uh, quite honestly. And um, when I got up to the bow, I, you know, opened the chain uh, locker, and uh, I disconnected the existing chain from the anchor. Uh, it's connected by a shackle. So I just, you know, disconnected that shackle. And uh, the, the 5 eighths three-strand nylon line, which is connected to the other end of the anchor chain, was, of course, braided around that last link. So I had to cut that, uh, and I'll have to rebraid that. Uh, so I cut that. So now the existing chain, I, I ran the short end through the windlass, um, and I was able to remove that uh, from the chain locker. Uh, and then I took the new chain, uh, basically one pail at a time, and I flaked the chain uh, into the chain locker. Um, and when I had all of the chain in there, uh, I then took the end that's going to connect to the anchor, and I ran it up through the windlass, um, and I bought a new shackle 
uh, for attaching it to the anchor. So I, I uh, attached it to the anchor, make sure it was nice and tight. I put some anti-seize onto the threads and, and then I took, uh, I have some uh, stainless steel wire uh, that I, I wrapped around it uh, to make sure that it, uh, that screw cannot back out of the, uh, of the shackle. Uh, I still need to splice the nylon road into the end of the anchor chain. Uh, but for the time being, I just secured the end of the anchor chain. Uh, I ran a line through the, the last link, and then I tied that uh, end of that line through a, a hook uh, that I have in the uh, anchor locker. There's an eye hook there that's made for securing uh, your anchor line or anchor road uh, to it. Um, and then, of course, the big test, you know, did I buy the right size chain? I was a little bit nervous because, like I said, it, it came with, you know, five sixteenths and I ended up buying three eighths um, and I was a bit nervous about it. But I, I ran the chain through the windlass and it worked very well, nice and smooth. Uh, I ran out, I don't know, 50, 50 feet of chain just down into the where my boat's anchored there and I retrieved it. And uh, it didn't skip, uh, it didn't jam. Um, so I, I think uh, that's all going to be good. And, you know, the next thing I'll need to do is uh, splice the nylon road into uh, the anchor. And I'll do that the next time I'm on the boat. And, you know, I don't know how to do that. I've never done it before. But, you know, here again, uh, YouTube University uh, I found two really good YouTube videos. There's a lot of them out there, but two of the ones that I really like that I found to be very informative uh, on how to splice a line to an anchor chain. Uh, one was by Free Range Sailing, uh, and the other one was by Dalton Brand. Uh, they were both really good, very informative, uh, well done, and uh, gave me a lot of confidence that I'll be able to make that splice uh, of the line into the chain. And I'll have a link uh, to both of these YouTube videos uh, in the show notes. So all in all, uh, getting a new anchor chain worked out pretty well. Uh, the three bucket idea for carrying and moving the chain around worked out great. Uh, and that went better than I thought it would. And oh, one other thing I forgot to mention, uh, I did mark the chain uh, every 20 feet. And what I ended up using was those little plastic cable ties that are, you know, uh, made for wrapping electrical wires in neat little bundles. Uh, I bought a bunch of those. I have a bunch of them. Uh, and I, I put one of those uh, every 20 feet in the chain. So actually, I put uh, one at 20 feet. I put two at 40 feet, three at 60 feet. So you, you get the algorithm here. Uh, and, and that way I sort of have an idea of how much anchor chain I have let out because uh, that's a, sometimes a difficult thing to judge. Um, and um, I find that this method with these uh, uh, cable ties uh, works very well. And you can get them in different colors. Uh, I, I tend to use black ones because it's a good contrast with the kind of silvery color of the galvanized chain. Um, but, you know, you can you can get them in any color you want practically. Uh, and it works well, and these little plastic cable ties are remarkably durable, and if one falls off, uh, I just replace it with another one. Uh, they're pretty cheap. Uh, that, that works very well. And uh, so, uh, and 
uh, that that again is uh, one of those things that I learned from sort of hanging around with other boaters and watching YouTube videos and reading things. You you learn about these little sort of techniques and tricks that that other people use. So I hope you uh, enjoyed this video. Uh, thank or video this podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, for another episode and. Um, I hope you found it interesting and hopefully a little bit thought-provoking. And, you know, if you have any questions or suggestions, uh, we always love hearing from our listeners. Uh, please uh, send us an email. Um, the email is sailingtheeast, that's all one word, sailingtheeast at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, I'll reply to your um, emails for sure. So if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, I ask that you hit that follow button on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, that always helps other people find us. The more people that follow us, sort of the way the algorithms work and most of the po podcasting applications is the more popular a podcast is, uh, the, the higher up it pops up when people search for a particular topic. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, uh, at the bottom of the show notes uh, in your app, uh, you'll see a link that says support this podcast. Uh, if you click on that link, uh, you can make a pledge of as little as 99 cents a month uh, to help defer the cost of producing the show. It does cost us a little bit of money, uh, not that much. I'm not trying to make a living at podcasting. Um, so, uh, but any if you can make a pledge, uh, it's always nice. Uh, it's always nice to do that. It sort of gives us a good feeling that you value what we're doing. Um, you know, we'll be spending uh, most of the summer. Uh, we're going out again in a week. Uh, we just got back uh, a week uh, this past Sunday, uh, and I'm going to actually do an episode on, on that trip um, in, a, in a, another week or so. Uh, but uh, we'll be out sailing most of the summer on Paradox. Again, it's our Hunter 45 Dexalon. And uh, we tend to hang out uh, this year in Narragansett Bay, uh, sort of the the eastern part of Long Island Sound and Buzzards Bay. So uh, hope to see you out there uh, on the water. Uh, so until next time, signing off from upstate New York. See you soon. <laughs>